0: now once again here's mark
2: welcome back everybody
3: 602-508-0960 if you have a car question or if you want us to settle an argument between the husband and the wife or the Mm -hmm. husband and the son or the wife and the neighbor whatever Mm -hmm. we can uh, chime in on that we can chime in on auto dynamics up in sun city it's probably one of the shops well it is the only shop that i recommend in sun city It's a family-owned place, and Chuck and I have been friends since 1968, Mm -hmm. and his son Derek now runs it, and he's a good guy, and he's been trained well. He's... Gathered the best part of his father and left the other parts to the side, just very much like our kids have done. Exactly. (laughs) Anyway, so family owned and operated since 1982. They're really good at what they do, and Autodynamics is on the north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue. North of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue. Okay, folks, here's a story. Mm -hmm. We're up here at our horse property in the mountains. And the dogs are going crazy, and we have the door shut to the radio studio, but we can hear them barking, and we're hoping you can't get them barking. So Renee gets up. Now, first of all, the dog—one of the dogs—is Jet, and she only speaks German. That's all she <laughs> speaks. So Renee goes outside, and on our back fence, there's a couple of full-sized elk, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And a baby that's crawled through the fence onto our property. Right. So
2: at this point, go. I had to try to go out and rustle that little baby. Well, I was gonna go out and try to help it through the fence, back through the fence, because um, I didn't see the baby at first. The mom was kind of crying, and then I heard some little, you know, elk squeaking. over here crying, squeaking. So I walked up to it kind of quietly, not real close, and um, it started running along the fence. And I'm thinking, well, we we had put in some mesh fence because we didn't want the elk to get in there. They were kind of chewing on the trees. Yeah. And so, luckily, it uh, was scared enough of me to climb through the fence right before it got to that mesh fence. So. Which
3: gave it uh, right through the fence. Right. Now, folks, um, the mom and moms were on the other side of the fence. Yes. Otherwise, that was a stupid thing for you to do. I know. Okay, but they were on the other side of the fence, and they can't jump our fence. Um, so, yeah. So, now, I'm going to tell you another story. I want you to picture a square box, folks, a square box, okay? Our house is in the middle of the square box. One morning, we're having coffee, and I say to you, there's a bunch of elk in the backyard. And we look outside. How many were there?
2: I don't know. 12 or 14 at least. A lot.
0: Yeah.
3: So... Now, keep in mind, we're in our jammies, okay? Mm -hmm. We're in our jammies. So we have to herd the elk back through the gate I left open the night before. So Renee's out there in her jammies, Mm -hmm. and so am I. So Renee's going to push him along the fence, just walk behind him, Mm -hmm. and push him to the corner. Then she's going to curve around and get behind him. Meanwhile, I'm off the fence a little bit keeping them from turning back on us. So we, we don't want them to make a U-turn. We want to go into the fence and then turn left and move on down. So between the two of us, we get them into what we call the hallway. Mm-hmm. And it's a big, wide area that's got fence on three sides and a gate. Mm-hmm. So we get them into the hallway. Sh- we shoo them through the gate. And I
2: remember there was someone who said... I saw you guys out the other morning. No, you, but just about that time, the workers show up to do, they were doing something here at the house. And so.
3: And you were in your jammies. Yeah. And you had your slippers on. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so this is something. In June, if you're going to come up to, to, to the North Country, June, uh, we see elk babies born the day, first day of June, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And throughout June, we have babies. They're born about the size of a dog, a, a, a large dog, a German Shepherd. Yeah,
2: long-legged dog. Long. And yeah. they
3: sit out in the meadow, and all you can see is their ears. Mm-hmm. And you can tell the mothers that have just <clears throat> been babies because they got a little blood in that area. But we can have we can have what? How many mothers and how many babies have we had? Because you're going to say I'm a liar no matter what I pick.
2: Well, it used to be you know eighty. Or something like that but now it's I don't know the herds kind of dwindled a little bit. So 30
3: moms 30 babies Babies, on the top end. Yeah. Now now right now the bulls are out Mm -hmm. and they're fighting and clattering and bellering and all that kind of stuff because in September is romance time. Mm -hmm. So in September from first to like they know the calendar from the first to the end of September. The boys are dating the girls. Mm -hmm. Now folks you're not going to believe this but we, we'd we like to sleep with our windows open in September because it's a beautiful time. But we can't sleep with our windows open because there's so much going on in the pasture next to us and there's so much noise and amortization. Oh, and, settle down. Oh, and there's a, I'm just trying to draw a picture. I know. From, okay? They're having sex
4: out <laughs> there, okay? And they're
3: making a heck of a lot of noise. And we have to to, to roll up our windows. We have to close our windows in September. So anyway, um, we and then we have a radio studio up here up here at the horse property of the ranch, and um, and that's where we're in the room. But our dogs started barking, so Renee got up to shoo them outside of the studio, and and that's where she found the elk. Yep. And, I, and you had your thongs on. I, I have my that. thongs on. Yep. So you're out there wrestling the baby with that's your right. thongs on. Mm-hmm. All righty, we got a caller. Gil, who might that be? That would be Alex. Alex, good morning.
5: Hi, good morning, Mark. How are you doing?
3: I'm good. Thank you, thank you.
5: Yeah, so I just have a question. I have um so I, I'm i trying to change my battery in a two thousand sixteen Chevy Malibu. And um so what's going on is when I sit in the car, all the dash lights turn on and everything. It's one of those proximity keys where you hold down the brake and then press the button and when I try to crank the engine, it's not cranking but all the electrical stuff is working perfectly fine. But when I try to crank the engine, it's just making a slow clicking noise. Like Okay. And I thought it was a battery, but I tried to jumpstart the battery, and it's still doing the same thing.
3: Okay. Okay, let's talk about that. And thank you for giving me all that information. In order to crank over the car, we have to have between 9.5 and 10.5 volts, okay? All the lights don't need that much. The starter is going to draw 200 amps through the battery, and all your lights on your dashboard, all your headlights are going to draw 10 to 20. So there's a difference between 10 and 20 and 200. So the click, click, click is a low voltage problem. So that means that we're down below 9, and we don't have enough power to engage the solenoid and then crank the starter. The clicking is a real key here. Now here's my question. Does it ever act right?
5: Um... Like, like when I try to crank the engine.
3: I I mean, uh, y- you you know you, you walk out there, you hit the key, <clears throat> starts right up. Does it ever do that?
5: Oh oh uh, well, this this is actually a friend's car. It's not my car.
3: Okay, all right. So you don't know the answer to that. Okay. No,
5: usually it just starts up. It actually, this is just a recent thing. It just happened all of a sudden. I do know that.
3: Okay. Well, the question really is, is is the starter overamped? Is it is it dragging? Um, and if it's hot, it'll drag more than when it's cold. So the reason, if the answer to my question would be, oh yeah, intermittently it starts just fine. Or no, if it if I hit the key, it rattles and rattles, and then sooner or later I'll hit the key and it'll go rum, 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 and it starts right up. There's a big difference there. So um, oh, okay. it, and 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 a good chop can test your battery. So can the three whiskered kid at the auto parts store, but he wouldn't know a clue if it ju- or he wouldn't know a battery if it jumped up and bit him. The idea is is you have to know what the numbers are. We have equipment that will tell us about the CCA of your battery. So if it's a 500 and we tested it, it's 312. We got a problem. In addition to that, if you go to MarkSalem.com and print FAQ28, 28, FAQ28 28 teaches you how to park your car up against something so you can see the headlights. So when you, it's acting up, you turn the headlights on and let's pretend they're white and bright. And when you hit the key, the headlights go out completely, but let go of the key and the headlights come on again. That tells us that either the battery's, dead or the battery's bad or the starter's bad. But if the starter intermittently works fine, then that leads us to maybe it's the starter. But the testing, you, how much is an electrical system test?
2: Oh, let you It's forty dollars. I was going to say forty, 40 forty-five. Five. Yeah. Most
3: shops are going to ch- let's open up the because yeah. we, if here's how I work this. If we're forty-five, I'm going to quote it thirty to sixty-five. Mm-hmm. So if it's thirty to sixty-five to do alternator, regulator, um, starter, draw, uh, battery condition, all that comes in one one test. And uh, and I unless of course it's intermittent. And if it's intermittent, then phew, it makes it kind of tough. But I'm going to guess battery or starter, but I suggest that you not go by my guess. I, I suggest you right. just have somebody test it. Okay. 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 Thank you very um, much yeah, for that.
5: Yeah, I, I have another question, if that's okay, with okay. the same problem. Uh, so I actually, in my car, the battery is good. And I wanted to take the battery from my car and put it in this one to test that and see if it was a battery. Is that safe to do?
3: Yeah, it is safe to do. Um, and And, and here's the deal. If you put that battery in and it starts perfectly and then maybe you loan her that battery or her or the him or whatever, your mom, dad, your girlfriend or your wife, whatever, and hopefully you don't have a girlfriend and a wife. So you you put it in there and everything's fine. Then you put the old battery in and everything's fine. Tell me what was wrong. Starter. Nope. Think about that. Uh Uh-uh. No. Think about that. Everything was acting up. You put your battery in, and it's fine, and you put yours back in your car, and you put hers back in, or theirs back in, and everything's fine. What is it? Do you know what it is, Renee?
2: I would, yes. I, right. I have a good, I, Go ahead. battery cables. It is. Yeah. It
3: is. It's absolutely battery ah. cables. Ah. Okay, because those are the only thing you messed with. Yeah. So is it a side post battery or a top post battery we're talking about? Top post. Okay,
2: And are they both pretty much the same? Don't they have to be like the same type of battery? It could be a
3: 24, 24F. It could be a lot of different ones. But if they're both about the same size, Mm -hmm. then that's fine. And if the positive cable needs to be the closest, you can flip the battery 180 degrees to accommodate that. But that might not be a bad, but my FAQ-12 is going to tell them it's a bad battery connection. 12 or 28. 28, 28. Yeah,
5: I'm kind of confused. Dude, i'm, I'm kind of confused too because when i try to plug in the i got the positive in there just fine but when i plug in the negative i'm trying to plug in the negative battery cable i have my battery in there right now and when i try to plug in the negative battery terminal it's um it, it's causing a spark and uh is it an arc
3: weld spark or is it just a small little tick
5: uh it, it's mainly just a, a small little tick i'm just afraid to put it in all the way cuz I don't know I don't I'm kind
3: of afraid just touch it and count to 10 um it's going to be what we call the keep alive so we got to keep your clock alive we got to keep your alarm system alive we got to keep a lot of things alive so there's a little bit of a draw on the battery you probably have the hood open maybe the lights on you maybe you have the driver's door open maybe the lights on i want to promise you if you had those battery cables backwards and you you hooked one up and then you touched the other one it would be like an arc welder it would scare the living hell out of you, and it would melt the lead on the cable or on the battery. So I promise you, if all you got is a little tick, then I, yeah. I'm okay with that. 602 you want to tell any more sex stories from the elk? Nope. Okay.
2: We got to go. Well, Take a break. What else, what,
3: <laughs> I'm going to tell one more thing real quick. Okay. Now, a while back, we have a dumpster, right. and we found the trash all around the dumpster. Mm-hmm. So we put a game camera there. Now, if I'm lying, you just raise your hand and oh, say I foul. Will. Okay. I will. The game camera showed that these crows, these big black crows, would fly, fly into the dumpster because I forgot to shut the lids. They would bring the food out and set it on the ground. Then we had one javelina. One coyote and seven raccoons that were standing there waiting for the crows to feed them. Isn't that right? And it was as clear as day on the game game camera. And so we learned to keep the dumpster lids quiet or shut. Me?
2: What's this we stuff? You left the gate open. You left the things open. It sounds like you have a problem remembering things.
3: (laughs) That's my job. I admit that. I know. When was the last time you emptied the trash out to the dumpster?
2: Emptied the trash out yeah, to the dumpster. Yeah,
3: took trash out to the dumpster. Other oh. than dog poo poo. I oh. know you do that. The, the bottom line. I do line, that all the time. And you left the gate open last night.
2: You're right, but they nobody got out. Nobody escaped.
3: Oh, so it's okay for me, but it's not okay for you. I Folks, I fed the as horses long this morning. As nothing and the main gate was <laughs> left
2: open, and the horses were so. It wasn't open all the way. It was closed. It, was, all right, it was could closed, have just pushed on it and opened it. But. And
3: then all hell would have broken loose. Okay. And then you had been out there in your it chonies so rounding up the horses. I'm just telling you. 602 <laughs> We'll be back.
6: Hello. I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car. And we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us, it's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Bodyworks anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Bodyworks offers free shuttle service, Or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message.
7: The Wilderness
1: Club Resort in Montana is home to the 42nd best golf course in America. But more than that, it could be your next home community. Little humidity and not a mosquito around. The 550-acre resort features a family water park, horse park, sports park, fine dining, and a 21-acre lake with direct flights to Kalispell. You should check it out yourself. Text HOME to 76000. That's H-O-M-E to 76000.
3: All righty. Good good morning, everybody. 20 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, and we have some birthday announcements.
4: Beep, 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 beep.
3: There's a lady named Leanne. Uh-huh. It happens to be the mother of my son's wife. Leanne is got... How old is she? 110?
2: She's no, got, I don't think so.
3: All right. She's 90. She's younger than you. She is? <laughs> so, Leanne, happy birthday for Mark and Renee. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leanne lives in Chandler, that area. Mm-hmm. She has blonde hair. And she... Right? Am I right so far?
2: Yes, but what do we need to get into all that?
3: Because you won't give me your last name. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, stop it. That's right. Okay. I'm trying to save her. All
3: right. Hopefully she's listening because Alan called us and said you wanted to tell Leanne. So, Leanne, happy birthday, um, uh right yes okay happy birthday
2: happy birthday hope you have a good day
3: right and i'm gonna ask mel to call her and um and uh, uh, offer her happy birthdays oh my okay listen listen stop (laughs) alan you should
2: have known this was gonna be (laughs) trouble
3: (laughs) oh and i'll tell you something else my brother ralph salem it's his birthday today he's our oldest salem boy Mm -hmm. and it's his birthday today and so if you know him then please call him and tell him, I, I want if, if I could give you a cell phone, I know the, they would call and wish my brother happy birthday, but mm-hmm. he'd just kill me yeah. if I did that. Yes. So anyway, Ralph Salem, it's his birthday today. Let's go to the phones. Bernie, good morning. How can we help you?
7: <laughs> good morning, Mark i'm still cracking up with the crows feeding their friends
3: <laughs> yeah it's a true story i am well known for storytelling but my lie detector sitting next to me and when she doesn't uh, complain then i'm telling the story right
7: oh i know you're right on this hey i got a couple of uh, stories on uh, overfilling the oil okay uh, um, i got a 90 jeep that i take deer hunting and uh I'd get up to Baghdad and I'd have oil all over the back door, the back window, and everything else. And mm-hmm. uh, it took me a while to figure it out, but I found out if I uh, I ran it a quart low, right on the uh, the fill line, uh-huh. just just one quart low, and it wouldn't blow any oil out of the breather.
3: Okay, now wait a minute. It, you're running it at the full mark or at the ad mark?
7: When I ran it at the full mark, I would blow oil.
3: Okay. Alright. Now the full in the ad is one quart. Uh it's pretty universal as one quart. So you're saying you dropped it down close to the ad mark and the oil cons- or the oil blow by just went away.
7: Exactly. The okay. thing got like three three hundred thousand miles on it.
3: Sure. That happens sometimes and I'll tell you, there's been times we've we've replaced a dipstick and I did it wrong. And then we overfilled the car, and it came in with oil all over the back of it and all underneath it, and I put the wrong dipstick in it. I ordered the wrong dipstick. So it does happen, <laughs> but I don't know what happened to your Jeep, but at least you fixed it, and you're home free.
7: Yeah, and my wife's Jeep, she's got a 99, and she doesn't like me changing the oil. So when she takes it to the car wash, she'll have them change the oil. Well, she brought it back one day, and the thing was uh, had a spit and a sputter, and I... Looked in the owner's manual and it mentioned overfilling the oil. So I, I popped her hood, pulled the dipstick, and they had that thing about a quart high on the oil.
3: Okay, and that's a so, that's a quart high over the full mark. Yes,
7: absolutely.
3: Okay, okay.
7: So, so I pulled the drain plug and took a quart out of that thing and got rid of that mess.
3: Okay, and let me give you one other story real quick. Um, We have guns where we can put like five quarts in a car in 11 seconds. There's a Mm -hmm. Ford out there that if you pump oil in too fast, it'll fill the valve cover. Then from the valve cover, there's a hose that goes to the air filter, and you saturate the air filter and everything underneath it with brand new Mm -hmm. oil because you're (laughs) zipping the gun. So we now know that because we cleaned up one or two cars. We didn't understand, Mm -hmm. but... of course, nobody's going to squirt five quarts in 11 seconds, but it's something that we never figured. Yeah. And no one else has really found it, but twice we've had to go in, steam clean the engine, clean everything out, put a new air filter in there, and then bring the... And the oil level's always right. It's just it's just ran oil. But thank you for that, Bernie. Thank you very much. All righty, let's go to Doug. Doug, good morning. What you got on your mind?
8: Morning, Mark. I have a 2000 Monte Carlo with a 3400 V6. The issue is a couple weeks ago, I my idle. I would be going about 20, 30 mile an hour with my foot off the gas. So then I discovered that when I it's idle at about two thousand RPM. Okay. I I pull off the road, turn the key off, and restart it. Then it would be around eight hundred, like it should be. Okay. Uh, it's kind of an on again, off again, but. The idle, it keeps up. the issue of going 40 with my foot off the gas still keeps coming back.
3: Okay, okay. Do you have a check engine light yet?
8: No check engine light.
3: Okay. We control the fuel injected oil or a fuel injected engine by adding or subtracting air to the intake to control idle. Mm-hmm. So in your particular case, a vacuum leak would cause the idle. To surge. Um, it could be in the brake booster where you apply the brakes and you get Mark, it starts running poorly or it speeds up. Okay. And when I let go of the, my brake pedal, it goes away. Bingo. You just saved yourself a lot of money. But your 2000 is 20 years old, and I'm betting dollars to donuts it's got a bad idle air control motor. But if you think you're going to change that and set that all back up, you got another thing coming. Oh, you can disconnect the wiring harness and you can out- unscrew it and screw a new one in there, but it ain't going to work because there is a procedure. The procedure is like this. Wave a dead chicken over your head, honk the horn twice, check the TPS value, check the idle value, and synchronize this to that, and seat the motor, the idle air control motor, then pull the motor back. It's got all of this stuff going on because we have to synchronize the idle air control motor, both open and closed, the TPS, throttle position sensor, and then the idle. So it's going to be a little bit different, but um, I think that's an easy one to deal with because... I'd pull the motor out and look at it, and my seasoned eye my great eye my my brain, the brain power I have went into I could look at the carbon on it, and I could also hook up an, an attachment where I could actually operate it. I know what a good one sounds like and what a bad one sounds like, and along with a lot of technicians that yeah, know no, what
2: they're talking about you're right yes. gray haired guys there's yes. a lot of oh. us that
3: know. So anyway, um, it could be an EGR valve that sticks open, which gives the engine additional air. However, that nim- that might breathe the idle up, but it's going to cause a miss as well. So if okay. you just have an idle up problem, it could be a, a vacuum leak somewhere, but it's most likely the IAC, idle air control motor. Okay?
8: IAC. Well, what I, what I plan on doing, I live in East Mesa. Uh-huh. On Monday, I'm going to call up Thompson's, your shop mm-hmm. in Mesa. Yeah, yeah. And that's where I'm going to make an appointment
3: to bring it. You tell him what you told me. Don't you tell him the guy on the radio diagnosed it as an idle air control motor. Don't tell him that. I like what you said. It goes up and down intermittently, and it doesn't run poorly when it goes up or down. That's perfect. That's what they need to hear. Okay, Bernie, thank you very much. Uh, Ron... I got to take a break in a minute and a half, so it's not really good to do you justice. So I'm gonna not gonna take the or I'm gonna take the break because I have to take the break at the exact when you when I say we'll be back. That's Mm -hmm. 30 minutes after the hour and zero zero seconds. Mm -hmm. That's what radio is all about. This is the only time I am perfect. Yes, because the
2: rest of the time you don't even pay attention to time. Wait a minute.
3: (laughs) See, folks, this is the truth. There are two times in the show that I absolutely have to hit my mark, which is 30 after. That's Mm -hmm. 30 30 minutes and no seconds. At the top of the hour, it's 58.50. So I have to hit 58 minutes and 50 seconds exactly. Mm -hmm. And unless Renee is yapping her butt off, I can usually do that. However, right now it's twenty nine twenty, so I got to kill forty seconds. No, right you can now.
2: you can do your Thompsons. <laughs> oh,
3: you know what? I can do Thompsons. They're in Mesa. It's the only shop in Mesa that I put my name next to. They've been around a long time. Brian and Thelma come from gas station vacuums backgrounds. Vivian and Thompson; those names are well known in Mesa. And Brian and and his wife Thelma have those two names. So if you're in Mesa then Thompson's is a great place to go. And by telling Doug to go to, Tom, or he said he's going there, I know he's going to be in good hands. Okay, you ready now? Five, six, seven, eight, nine. See you later.
1: it's happening to you every night one snores and the other can't sleep But now, there is a quick and easy-to-use solution, a natural solution. SnoreStop, the number one selling anti-snoring medicine in the U.S.
0: Thank you, SnoreStop. You saved my marriage. It's time to try SnoreStop
1: and make every night a better night for both of you. Spray or tablets are available today at Rite Aid and CVS or online at SnoreStop.com.
10: Hi there. I'm here for my flu shot, and I heard there's an option for people 65 and older.
1: There is, but you actually have to be 65.
10: Very flattering. Thanks. I'm Judith Light. You know who I am, right? I just turned 65, and I know your immune system gets weaker with age, and I don't want to miss a day of work or risk spreading the flu to other people.
7: I don't think we've met before,
1: but what I do know is you can't be 65.
10: Okay. What if I said I only have one life to live and I need protection against the flu? Nope. Nope. How about who's the boss of my health? I am. Uh -uh. Flu season is here, and people 65 and older need to ask about the vaccine made specifically for their age. Flu vaccination is especially important for people with chronic conditions like diabetes and heart disease, which can worsen with the flu.
1: I'm so sorry about that. I thought you were like 35.
10: Don't apologize. Visit the National Council on Aging at ncoa.org slash flu to learn more and talk to your doctor about vaccine options for people 65 and older.
11: Tanning, indoors or out, increases your risk of skin cancer, including melanoma, the second most common cancer in young adults and the leading cause of cancer death in women 25 to 30. Tanning doesn't make me look healthier. My ambition does. Tanning doesn't make me stand out. My drive does. Tanning can cause wrinkles, age spots, and even melanoma, the cancer that kills one person every hour. And using tanning beds significantly increases your risk of developing melanoma. Tanning doesn't make me glow, my individuality does.
10: Tanning doesn't make me feel better about myself.
11: I got the job. Yeah. Good job. My confidence does. Tanning doesn't make you more beautiful, it only makes you more at risk. Stop tanning. Learn more at spotskincancer.org. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology.
7: All about
3: that theme and Okay, all we have a very big monster. announcement to make. A very, very <laughs> big announcement. Remember we were talking about Leanne being the mo- my son's mother-in-law?
4: Mm-hmm.
3: All right, I need to add to that because I didn't really do a good job. We just wished her a happy birthday. But here's the more important thing. She's 68 years old. She's single. She has very 10 pretty. kids. She's very pretty. And she has 10 kids, but they're all grown. They're all grown. <laughs> so if you want to maybe take Leanne for a... Jack-in-the-box taco or, or take her for a milkshake at Dairy Queen. Mark at MarkSalem.com, and I'll set you two up together. Right after we do a criminal history on you.
2: <laughs> That's right. So, we don't want Leah Leanne now 60 years anybody. old,
3: kids are grown, very pretty. Ten-four? Yeah, Ten-four. Okay, Not cover. ten kids. Ron, she has two. Ron. <laughs> Ron, save me on this. What can I do for you, buddy?
7: I have a Silver Auto, 2000 Silver Auto with 180,000 miles on it. The brake pads are still good. Do you suggest I change, have the brake fluid changed?
3: I would do the brake fluid at the next time you do brakes. Um, it's better to put those together because there's a little bit of duplication. Now, let me ask you a question Are both pads in the front wearing evenly? so the back one's not accelerated from the front or the front's not accelerated to the back. Are they both evenly?
7: You know, all I'm going on is that I don't hear the noise, you know, the, what, the have the, the little...
3: squeaker, the little squeaker.
7: Squeaker, yeah, yeah, I don't hear that. I've never never pulled it off or checked
3: it. Okay, all right, I think you need to do that at your next oil changer stuff because I want you to know if you've got 180, I think you hold the record, and and, and, and I'm... I'm north of 60, and I've I've never seen a car. Now, I'm pretty proud when my truck will do 85, 95, because I'm up and down the mountain a lot. And what have you got on yours?
2: Well, yeah, I have 87, but we just had that truck in last week, Tom, or a couple weeks ago yeah. that I think was over 180 okay. also.
3: I, I don't know, but yeah. that's a lot of miles. It is a lot but of I'd miles. But I'd be interested, if the inner pad is worn mm-hmm. excessively, then that means the calipers are hanging up then you're going to do both calipers and a brake fluid flush, bingo, bingo. Those go hand in hand. I'd hate for you to do a brake fluid flush now then have to do the same thing because you have accelerated wear on the inside pad. Now, if the outside pad is wearing a bunch more than the inside pad, there's two pins that the caliper slides inner and outer on. Those pins are dirty, they're rusty, and the caliper's no longer sliding, which means we need a 30 dollar hardware kit so when we change the pads we put new hardware on it but i i i don't want i don't want to go by just the fact that you don't hear any noise i really think on your next oil change you should have them looked at now there is nothing wrong with you asking to go into the shop there's nothing wrong they can say no but most of us independent guys love that get your butt out here, Ron. Come on in. We're going to pull the tires and wheels and grab yourself a soda and come on out here with us. And Because and, showing and, and explaining is believing, and we think that that generates tremendous customer confidence. And if you pull the wheels both off the front and one off the back, you go, hey, Ron, you got another 10, 15, 20,000 miles on it, then that's a good deal. So that that's what I would do. Ron, do you have a shop that you deal with?
7: Yeah, I do. Okay. So okay. Thank you for the information.
2: All right. You thank bet. you. Have a good day, Mark. Uh-huh.
3: Now, based on your your customer the other day, have mm-hmm. we ever heard anybody do 180?
2: No. I mean, I remember somebody that had 200 and some, too. But, I mean, it's in 39 years, that's pretty unusual. And you're right. Yeah. You're right. And, and they'll, they'll never get that amount again with a second set of pads. No, that's not necessarily. I don't agree with that. Oh, I do. Okay. All I right. don't and think we've based, ever seen it on
3: the second time. Perhaps. perhaps but you, I'll tell you what Ron's doing. He's driving slow mm-hmm. or he's on the highway a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't break really hard. He anticipates red lights. He's just—he's the consummate of a of a guy with a hot cup of coffee between his legs. Mm-hmm. He's driving that way. The cup is almost full of hot coffee, and he's driving that way, which is admirable. That's, That's right. admirable. Okay, um, what did what did Gil say? Did he? He said one minute. Oh oh, so he wants me to break.
2: He said two minutes.
3: So he wants me to break on time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I didn't explain to him. Top of the hour is 58.50. Yes. A- and then we're, then I come back on about three minutes after the, at top of the hour. Then I'm 20 is my, I can do whatever I want. Yeah, I can do whatever you I want. And usually do. And I usually do. Yes. So they would like me to break at 20, but I can do 26, 27. I can do 19 or 18. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Okay. But we're at the 40 break right now. Okay. Gil might care cuz he's sitting there waiting for you to take Gil, a break. Gil is without a doubt the best engineer I've ever yes. worked at since 1988. Mm-hmm. He, he, there's nothing that get him flustered. He's never said a bad word to me I in know. my headphones. He's never not talked to me. I'd come
2: in this and The station's on fire, but don't worry about it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but Gil is a, a he's one of the best engineers uh, producers mm-hmm. I've ever had. Mm-hmm. So and and he'll say in my ear one minute. Yes, and that causes my eyes to go to the clock and you know. But he's not gonna he's he's gonna do that to the twenty forty break. But those are flexible. Okay, okay. The top and the bottom are not. Mm-hmm. But just for you, I'm gonna hit the forty. Okay, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Get your clocks ready because in fifteen seconds it's turning 30, forty. Six zero two five 602-508-0960.
1: America is at war. Political, social, cultural. The battle isn't just fought overseas and requires all of us. We have all been drafted into it. Radical socialism, illegal immigration, racial divides, and patriotism under siege. And threats to our Constitution arise daily. This is the war for America's soul. We america great again join us september 26th at the scottsdale center for the performing arts fox regular and author michelle malkin hits the stage to talk about her new book open borders joining her for an all-star panel are larry elder dr sebastian gorka and mike gallagher go to 960 thepatriot.com now for tickets get the best seats in the house with our exclusive vip meet and greet tickets plus info on preferred and general seating we'll set the stage for 2020 so don't miss the Biggest event of 2019, the war for America's soul, only at 960thepatriot.com. Sponsored by our friends at Guns, etc.
10: So Justin, I was playing that video game Forest Brigade, and it was pretty cool. I was running down this, like, digital path, and I met this digital frog, and he was all like...
4: And
10: then I went playing in this virtual stream where this water. It looked almost real. It was this whole electronic forest world. So what did you do? Well, my parents took me to the forest, the real forest, where well, I was running down this... Well, it was an actual path. Then I saw this real-life frog. It was all like ribbit, and I saw an owl too. Then I played in this amazing stream with water around my ankles, like wet water. Then me and my sister and my parents sat around a campfire and told cool stories all night long. Oh, that's uh, pretty cool, too.
9: This weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ag Council.
5: Take an ordinary putty knife and scrape off the old wax ring. Place the new wax ring over the flange, then line up the bolts with the bowl and gently set in place, making sure a proper seal is created with the flange and drain. Next... Um, Dad? Uh, yeah, sweetie? Is that a new plumbing manual?
4: Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
1: Patriot App Tip number 6. Find the latest articles from Town Hall, Hot Air, or even the most recent posts from Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, and more, all on the Patriot App News Feed. Download the Patriot App at your App Store today. Okay,
3: we have a bulletin. Beep,
10: beep, 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 beep,
3: Okay, Leanne um, has been texting my wife. She doesn't have my phone number, thank God. But she wants to give out her phone number. She's 68 years old. She's single. She's pretty. And so it's 1- Eight hundred lonesome Leanne. <laughs> oh my goodness! Stop so, it. One she... eight hundred lonesome Leanne. Now, if you really want to hook her up, hook up with her, then mark dot com, and I will become the dating service. Oh yeah, Doctor
2: but Love, as you always call yourself. That's exactly right. Yeah. Just call me
3: Doctor Love. <laughs> All right, we got we got it. No, I've got time for a couple more callers. One eight. 1-800-602-508-0960 <laughs> 602-508-0960 Nick, good morning, how can I help you? Good morning,
8: thank you for taking my call You bet I have a, I have a Z3 and I have a steering uh, wheel problem uh, It locks up on me when I start the engine And it happens infrequently Like it may happen in the morning when I started, Or even if I Go so I pick up the mail, I turn my engine off, and then I try to start again, the, the wheel locks.
3: Okay, so it, it'll it turn, but with tremendous effort.
8: Yeah, I have to shake, have to shake it around, okay. and then it, it releases itself.
3: Okay, I'm going to guess and say that you really have a power steering problem. I'm going to guess... Oh, thank that, you. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to guess that I think that you have a bad power steering belt... Or the fluids low, because both of those would cause intermittently the power steering. The steering works perfectly, like it's power steering, and then it goes to manual steering, which takes a huge guy with big ape arms to turn. So right. the steering column itself, I've never seen one seize up. But your symptoms, and and my, I might add, well said. Your symptoms would indicate to me that either the power steering belt is slipping and once it warms up it quits slipping or your power steering is low on fluid or has some problem in the pump so that should be an easy it one to happen diagnose frequently?
8: I mean it happens infrequently
3: I know I know but and it, in, it,
8: I can't track it because <laughs> I can't I can't figure out when it's going to happen Okay but that's okay
3: a good senior guy like myself can look at the fan belt look at the fluid and come to a conclusion pretty quick I think you did a okay. good job but here's the here's the answer intermittently my steering my power steering goes from power steering to i need huge arms to turn the wheel <laughs> and 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 that's all now whether that's true or not it's going to tell them what the what they need to look for so and you know okay. it's, you, you're you're different um, you know than the women come in and give us the symptoms i mean they don't tell us how to fix their car men 50% of them come in and tell us how to fix their car and 50% <laughs> of the time they're wrong so uh, I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I am 75 to 85 percent sure that it's either going to be a power steering fluid problem or it's going to be the belt, one or the other. That's it. Okay. Okay.
2: Thank you, sir. I appreciate uh, it. Have a good weekend.
3: And same to you, Nick. Thank you very much. What did Leanne say? One eight hundred. She's not Leanne. texting
2: me anymore because she doesn't want any more stuff.
3: Yeah, and, <laughs> and this is my son's mother-in-law. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and um, and he's married to her daughter. And my goodness, that must have been a drunk night that night. All oh, right, who stop we got next? It.
0: We have Mike. <laughs> Mike,
3: <laughs> I get in trouble for stuff like that. I don't even hey, care. You're just What's gonna crossing in the line beat today? me today. Huh? <laughs> no, I'm Mike. not worried about her. Good morning, Mike. Hi, you... Mark. Hi. Hi. Yeah, I have a 202 um, Ford Explorer that uh, a
4: couple of years ago I had to put a new um, gas off and so I just took it over to AAA because I'm a AAA member and I thought I'd be fine this here in North Scottsdale. After a few months, I get this uh, little check your injured leg off. So I take it back and they say, oh, it's, it's leaking. And they ground the uh, gas tank. Okay, hey, stop uh, Stop
3: for a minute. Stop for a minute. I need you to get off speakerphone because we're having a tough time with you. But I need you to just quickly tell us, okay. fr- you said, f- f- hold on, um, tell us quickly what you said at the first, and then I understand you took it to AAA and you have a code. So, but what did you say first? You had something done? Replaced. You- something replaced. Yeah, what did you replace so I have,
4: it? I have the, gate, the gas pump replaced. Yep. So they... Now so they put a new gas pump in the uh, in the
3: uh, you know the the gas tank, right? Oh, it's fuel the fuel pump. pump. Fuel, fuel pump. pump. Okay. Fuel pump. Okay. There we go. Yeah. All right. Okay, so and, you have a code, and AAA says what?
4: So they say, "Oh, you've got a leak." You know, they do the little uh, smoke test, and uh, it's back on the um, area where they apparently fixed the, the fuel pump, and then they. Uh, fix it, and I get through emissions, and then um, a couple of years, about a year or so later, I get this code gas. So I take it over to a different place near my home, and they go, oh, well, it looks like somebody used liquid wells or something to seal up this area around the gas pump to stop it from leaking. And I said, oh, geez, know was going to cost me a few hundred bucks or whatever Sit there, I said, well, can you just put some more weld on it, and it'll get me through emissions, right? So they did that, and of course, it starts leaking again. So, anyway, I, I'm wondering if A was behind all of this or workmanship, is it worth pursuing with them, or are they just going to take a hike and forget
3: it? Okay, I don't know what the time frame is, but it sure sounds like that the time frame was well past any kind of warranty. Right, um, right. You, you only have a choice here. One is you need to take the sending unit out and replace it. That's mm-hmm. all there is to it. You can JB weld all you want, but you're already a witness to the the fact that that doesn't typically work. Now, what you're talking about is the vent line, because mm-hmm. if you had if you had the feed line from the fuel pump sending high pressure fuel forward, then the truck wouldn't or car wouldn't run. So mm. this is the vapor line. So we're sucking the fumes off the tank, and we're burning them again. So this mm-hmm. vapor line's broken. And, you know, if, I, of course, I, I, I wish I could see it, but I can't. But I think mm. you should just replace the uh, the sending unit. Now, it is possible that this vapor line is somewhere else on the tank, and it broke flush with the tank, and everybody's trying to glue it. Mm -hmm. you got a couple of choices there they make a flange that you can screw to the top of the tank it's metal and then you can hook the hose to the metal part but i would think that that's not what you want you might have to buy a fuel tank it just depends on where this hose is connected is it connected to the sending unit or is it connected to the tank itself and that's what you have to do all righty that's the best i can offer you love your show thank you so much you bet thank you very much you know sometimes uh sometimes if i if I don't have anything nice to say, I just shut the heck up, yep, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's just shut the heck up. I think I would be really disappointed if my guys broke the thing, putting the fuel pump in, and then they j b welded it. Yep. I think I'd be really upset, mm-hmm. and they might be willing. they might they might offer. knowing how I feel to just go ahead and pull the tank and, and fix it or, you know... Sure. And do the labor if, you know, some... And the shop's gonna... End up, if it could be proven, the shop's gonna end up putting a tank in it or a sending unit in mm-hmm. if it's all J.B. welded. There's no question at that. Right. So yeah. it's
2: just unfortunate. That but, it took so long for him to realize that it was gonna leak again and how yeah. the And that he didn't even know in the first place that that's what they did or how they fixed it.
3: And what... They fixed it and then it broke and then he had the check engine light on because... because... Because the evaporative system is now down, Mm -hmm. and then they found it at the back. And so you add smoke to the front. Folks, we have a machine that makes very heavy, dense white smoke. So it would be no different than if you took an inner tube and you filled it up with smoke and you're looking for a leak, wherever the leak would be at, That's white smoke would come out. And that's why they went back to the tank, is you inject smoke underneath the hood to the appropriate circuits, Mm -hmm. and then you look for smoke. Mm -hmm. Surround the car with all your technicians, and sooner or later somebody's going, hey, it's back here, or hey, it's over here so that's kind of how it works that's why we do a smoke test is cuz we can see actually where the leak is at mm-hmm. but that
2: costs money too sure and th- it takes a lot of cigarettes to get that thing all lit up oh, with smoke <laughs> and hopefully they yeah they didn't charge him for that since they were the ones that, that done it but
3: well and and he ha- and to be honest with you it's not a bad idea that he go back to them with his receipt right because it's the pump is un- may not be under warranty but Defective workmanship, that's a real gray area. Does that follow, if you screw up a customer's car, does that follow the warranty? Mm -hmm. Or does that, that, there is no time frame. Yeah, exactly. I'll give you an example. I practice what I preach. We had a lady that had this little, what was that, uh, Mary's car.
2: Oh, Uh, uh, oh, uh, Mini
3: Cooper. Mini Cooper. And she brought it in and it had a fan belt off of it, so we replaced the fan belt. And then she brought it back in, and it had the same fan belt, and we replaced it again. Mm-hmm. Then she, got, uh, she was at her son's place, which is up near Payson, and it blew the belt again. Mm-hmm. So I said, clearly, something's wrong. Right. So I said, I want you to take it to Byer Motor Works in mm-hmm. Chandler. Mm -hmm. So buyer calls her and says the alternator, that's this fancy dancy alternator that has a clutch and it knows when to energize and give power. It's something that we've never seen before. Mm -hmm. But this little Mini Cooper has this. And the repair was $1,400.
2: Yeah, because I think we had done a pulley as well. We had done the belt and the pulley. And sometimes it would go 10 miles and sometimes it would go 1,000 miles in between these belts. But it was just so random
3: and we thought our our work that's why we warranted it right. the second time mm-hmm. but i practice what i preach and i told mary look at we know that we never fixed this. Mm-hmm. We now know what the problem is. We, we've we learned from that. So I went down to Byron Motorworks, and I gave him 500 and mm-hmm. some odd dollars. And I said, put this towards Mary's $1,400 bill. Right. So we paid $512 or something like that. For whatever
2: work we had done. That's right. Yeah. We
3: gave it all back to her. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the the interesting thing is, is we look back and we go, wow. Now, the pulley had burn marks all over it because the alternator had froze up, but the belt continued to rotate around the pulley. Then the belt gets hot, melts, and, and breaks. Mm-hmm. So we replaced the pulley, but we didn't really look past the pulley. Right. And the guys would spin the alternator. Oh, it's it spins good. It feels good. Mm-hmm. But we don't understand that this is a very sophisticated alternator that has some computer operation of it. So the computer says, give me some electricity, and then now coast. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that was the problem. Yeah. So I practice what I preach. I okay. raise my hand when it's our fault. Mm-hmm. All righty. A- automotive or actually automatic transmission exchange has been around the Phoenix area for a very long time. I don't know when he started, but it was in the late 60s. Phil's a great guy, and he understands the fundamentals. And regardless of what people have told you, if you understand the fundamentals of mechanical transmissions and fluid transmissions, you can easily transfer that knowledge to the new electronics because the difference is is how we make it shift. So it can be pressure, it can be throttle, or it can be vacuum, or it can be the computer sand to the car. Open solenoid one and close solenoid two, and now we're in second gear. So if you have a transmission problem, eh, no matter what it is, don't go in there on a Monday morning or Friday night, but you can take it over to Phil at Automatic Transmission Exchange, and they'll take a ride with you. If you can make it happen, they'll take a ride. And if you have a leak, they'll lift it up in the air and, and show you where the leak is at. So they're at 40th Street in Washington. They've been around since Jesus was a baby. When you look at Phil, you'll know that he's, he's, he's a gray-haired guy,
2: mm-hmm. and,
3: and he knows cars. Yes. So if you're in Phoenix and you have a transmission problem, my suggestion would be easy. Go see Phil at Automatic Transmission Exchange. Okay, you got anything else you want to share with people that uh, doesn't involve me or an embarrassment for oh, me? Oh, no.
2: The only thing I can think of is you. If if I held your hands, you probably wouldn't be able to talk because you are quite animated back here. It's kind of funny to watch.
3: <laughs> you know what I got to say? <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah, Now your mic is gone. <laughs> go ahead and yell as loud as you want. <laughs> okay, Renee decided to go to the bathroom. and. Um, And so she's not going to be here for the rest of the show. But I I also want to remind you, when it comes to car repair, self-defense for car expense, and that's a saying that that I've used for years and years, self-defense for car expense is you. For instance, if you have an oil leak, I want to see it. Is it bad to leak? I want to look at my floor in the garage. How come I'm not adding any oil? Now, if you have a bad oil leak, when you drive down the freeway, the oil goes underneath the car, coats the underside of the car and then it swirls up at the back of your car. So if you come in and you got an oil leak and we walk around the back of your car and you got spots of oil and dust all over that oil, all over the back of your car, we know you got an oil leak. We know that. But if you don't have an if you if they say you have an oil leak and it's real bad and you don't have any spots of oil on the back of your car and you drive on the free freeway every now and then, there's a problem there and you're not adding any fluid You're not adding brake fluid, power steering fluid, transmission fluid, engine oil. You're not adding anything. Those are the kinds of issues that... And then if you tell them, write down what I need, write down the -the out-the-door estimate, OTD, out-the-door estimate, and then just staple your business card to it, that separates the men from the boys. That's because if they're lying to you, then they're not going to want to sign their name, they're not going to want to give you their business card, and they're not going to write down what they're telling you so that's kind of how you do it is is take care of yourself and the default is is thank you very much write it down let me have time to digest this
2: and get a second opinion
3: and get a second opinion but you can't do it over the phone you got to take it someplace and right. say to them would you check and see if i have an oil leak you don't tell them what the other shop said you just say check and see if i have an oil leak okay mark salem at marksalem.com, mark at mark